Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. Now, when we are going to start recording this episode, Billy was very low energy. He got a glass of whiskey. Like, how do you feel? Do you need like a tickle by Alexis or what's her energy feeling? I don't know. It's it's, it's okay. It seems low. <laughs> nah, nah. Oh, my God. Nah, nah. HR! HR! Nah, nah. <laughs> Just that giggle is worth it yeah. on its own. The giggle is worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth listening to our podcast. That's right. Always. How are we feeling, guys? I feel really good. I'm feeling much better. Thank you. There we go. <laughs> the energy's at like an 86, I think, that we're at. So Perfect. We're, we're feeling good. Do we want to jump right into our dark day, Billy? Yes. So the dark day, and this is a particularly dark day, July 15th, 1974, news reporter Christine Chubbick shoots herself live on air on a Florida TV station. And she was the first person to take her own life in a live broadcast. Oh my God. That's so sad. So here's what happened. It's an incredibly sad story. So she was actually doing the broadcast and normally they would have a kind of a pre-produced segment, but she said, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do my own thing. And they were just like, okay, fine. She's going to do her own thing. So she starts reading from her script she reads uh, a bunch of stories and then she says in keeping with the wxlt practice of presenting the most immediate and complete reports of local blood and guts news tv40 presents what is believed to be a television first in living color and exclusive coverage of an attempted suicide then she takes out a 38 caliber smith and wesson and shoots herself right behind the right ear. Oh my gosh. Then she falls forward violently and everything goes blank and then they go to like a like a public service announcement that's already uh, pre-recorded. Now they're freaking out obviously because th- they don't know what's going on. Here's Another crazy thing. So they're working on her. They send her to the hospital. She actually wrote. Wait, so you're talking about the paramedics or the, the people paramedic, back at the news no, station? No, the paramedics come. But the people back at the news station, like, what do we do? She actually wrote, and they look at her script. She wrote the script for after she shot herself. Oh, my God. And here's what it said. TV 40 news personality, Christine Chubbick, shot herself in a live broadcast this morning on a Channel 40 talk program. She was rushed to Sarasota Memorial Hospital, where she remains in critical condition. Now, then she passed away at the at the hospital. It is one of the the and Alexis and I have done a lot of work on the idea of these films that are considered potentially snuff films. Yeah. No one has ever really seen this after it happened. People didn't, you know, this, this happened a really long time ago. It happened in 1974. Apparently nobody taped it, but there are people that claim that they've seen it. There are people that claim that they have the, you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's considered, this is is a horrible thing, but it's it's considered a Holy grail of like, Oh. Of a of a video. There's a guy named Dan Wilson who's head of Lost Media Wiki, who's just like, I'm really on the fence as to whether I think the tape will ever be found, but apparently it's there or not. But she was somebody that she had talked a lot about her depression. She had talked about how she couldn't find a mate and all of these things. And um 
It's just incredibly, incredibly sad stories. Sorry to start it out this way, but that's what we do. All right. Well, one thing I have to say in response is not finding a mate is never a reason to be sad. Yes. No. Um, we all are enough on our own. Thank you, Alexis. And you should never be sad about not finding the right person. Uh, the right person may not. Uh, who knows? But don't is, be sad. Is anybody the right person at the end of the day? I mean, they can be, but I just, I hate that. I hate that so many women are just like, I'm alone and that's the source of their pain. And it's like, you are enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and also this is 1974 too. Who knows if, the, if, if she was around now, she might've been, you know, well, that's but. the thing. It's all society putting the pressure on women to try to find a partner. And that's or why try to be perfect or skinny or intelligent. And if you don't have like a picket fence family by the age of 25, then you're a failure. Something's so wrong with you. At least things are changing. Absolutely. Um, that was a very dark day, Billy. No, I do think it's worth knowing though. That's super interesting. Um, I hope she's resting in peace because she must have been in a lot of pain to do yeah. something like that. And uh, people should not seek that video out. Let the woman rest. Yes, absolutely. I can't believe there are people out there who collect things like that. This morbid sort of sick. fascination. Yeah, I agree. Whew. All right. Well, coming up, we've got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right, welcome to On The Stand. If you've been listening, you know what this is. But if this is your first time, welcome. Um, usually um, our intros are a little bit more lighthearted than that. But welcome to the fun part of the podcast. You know, the softer side of Billy is a force thing. He's not, that's not his default. <laughs> he right. brings the darkness and we got to tickle him to are, fucking are, lighten him up. All right, lighthearted? Like the Hindenburg explosion that was lighthearted? Well, it's just different. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. You, but uh, <laughs> we support you. That's all that matters. <laughs> Thank you. We support you in your endeavors. Okay. So we're on to on the stand. Each of us is going to bring a topic, something to the table, uh, and we're going to defend it or prosecute it. And then the other two are going to vote if it's guilty or not guilty at the end. So, I love that. Billy, I feel like you should go first for this one. Please don't. I'm... All right. Fine. Now, this came from our... God, Billy, don't be so excited. ...Facebook group. And you seem like you want to die. <laughs> listen, the Seinfeld finale. Oh. Okay. On the stand. Okay. okay. Now, somebody put this out there. I'm putting it on the stand, and here's what I'm saying. A lot of people give the Seinfeld finale a lot of grief. Yes. They say that it, it tried too hard. It brought in a lot of uh, uh, old characters. Here's how you need to look at the Seinfeld finale. When they're on the plane and the plane is crashing, think of it as they died. Mm. Think of it as the court is them, whether they're going to heaven or hell. And all of the people that they've encountered in their lives yeah. are on trial Tell, t and they're on trial telling them about what they've done. Yeah, they're airing their grievances. They're airing their grievances. That's what it is. It's very existential. It's very, they have died, they're on trial, and then they get a year of purgatory. So, what say you, Jacqueline Vanek? Is it guilty? What are you arguing? 
I'm I'm arguing. I, I'm, is no, it innocent or guilty? I don't do I don't do my thing yet. But no, I'm going to say it's innocent. Billy always goes into these not knowing how he feels about them, which is so funny because he has no like gumption <laughs> about like any because topic I'm not ever. a negative because I'm not a negative person. No, he's bringing it up for debate. Oh, yes. you want to? Oh, so like, what say you? You want me and Jack to argue it for you? <laughs> for you, you just want to throw just, the ball in the air and have no, us fight over it? No, but I just I just said that that's the that's the way you have to see it, and obviously if you see it that way i think it's good i thought that that's how people kind of saw it right metaphorically Mm, i don't know about that i i don't know i think i think with a show so rooted in just pop culture royalty i just don't think you could have won because no one wanted it to end i think every ending sucks because they didn't want it to end so mm-hmm. it was like there was no winning. But I do. I mean, I love a circle back of anything. So it's like you're bringing back all the old characters. Bring bringing back iconic moments. Bringing back the mean suit man. Yes. Is, I was so excited to see him on the stand testifying against them. And they got Dreams Cafe owner. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, you're bringing back all these iconic moments and giving them like their, their last moment to shine. Mm-hmm. How, how else would you end that? I think it's so. George, George could have died. Like George's funeral could have been like a nice button, like, like in South Park, like Kenny, like George is like the Kenny of Seinfeld's. Yeah. You know, like they could have George's funeral would have been pretty good or Kramer's. Oh, you know, but like, but then he like comes back somehow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. Pretty, Pretty sure Kramer died on stage a little bit later. Oh, that is very true. Okay. So. I mean, I, I love the finale. I love a good wrap up moment. I think. There is a no win here. So I think it's not guilty because I I don't think you could have done better. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for a show like that to really have like a true finale. I I feel like if it's not a scripted dramatic Mm -hmm. show that really needs to like tie it up in a bow, even those shows, the finales are already always horrible. No, the only finale that nailed it was probably Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad nailed it. Yeah. Breaking Bad nailed it because it's very finite. Sopranos didn't nail it. I loved the Sopranos finale. I thought it was a lot of room for some healthy like speculation Mm -hmm. and I loved it. I loved the Sopranos, though. I mean, one of the biggest finale flops was Lost Ooh. that everybody hated because it was also a purgatory situation. They reached. They they reached. It went too long. Well, too yes, many seasons. It jumped the shark a few seasons yeah. too early, but I binged it all in one go, so I loved every second yeah, of it. It was good, but yeah, there aren't many shows that really have a good a good wrap up at the mm-hmm. end. So Na- I mean, no, nailing the third act is something. Stephen King has a has a notoriously has a hard time nailing the third act. Mm-hmm. And when you think about people that can actually nail the third act, Scorsese, you know, it's just like there, there are certain people that can. Yeah. It's, it's the hardest thing to do probably in, in all of, uh, in all the storytelling. I give it a not guilty, not guilty because it's, it's beautiful from beginning to end and I'm not going to really, you know, fuss over the details. Okay. All right. Alexis. I'm next. Yes, you are. All right. Well, in keeping with sort of the, uh, I don't know what to call it, the tone, I don't have a fun uh, on the stand. What I have is, oh, geez. it's fun for me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm putting on the stand, and it's a little complicated, so bear with me, <clears throat> this idea of criticizing women's voices, mm. whether mm. it's for upspeak at the end of a sentence, whether it's for vocal fry, uh, in podcasting in particular, we face a lot of that. Yeah. And 
I just need people to know before they do it what they're doing. So this idea that people say shit about women all the time. I mean, I got it more than anything. People are criticizing me about breathing. Yeah. And I think what people need to understand is that this is rooted in like women didn't used to get to public speak. Men did. Right. And then when women would, it would suck because they had no experience public speaking, even though they were speaking for their rights or for human rights or whatever. And it turned into this whole like, oh, you suck at speaking. Like, let a man talk. Like, yeah. And I think the biggest criticizers are other women. And I just want everybody to know that when you talk shit about a woman for vocal fry, you know who, you know who made vocal fry famous? Men. Mm. Matthew McConaughey is the king of vocal fry. Like, men made vocal fry a thing, but women get crucified for it constantly. All right. All so, right. like, let, let's, let, all right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, it's like men created vocal fry, but women get criticized for it. Men never get criticized for the way they talk on podcasts or whatever. People, you guys, I stealth look at my shit on Reddit, people talking shit about me on the reviews. So, it's like, I love her work, but her voice. Obviously, when you're just when all you have is your voice mm -hmm. and there's nothing to criticize about your looks anymore, yeah, of course, people are going to jump down the barrel. And, if, and, and it is mostly women criticizing us, mm -hmm. so which it is interesting, but I mean, it's pretty typical and I'm not shocked by it whatsoever. But it, it's funny because you never hear anybody saying shit about a man's voice, and there are a lot of weird voices out there that men have too, sure, yeah, Ben, yeah. Sh ben Shapiro. That's true. He sounds like he's on 2X. Well, what is 2X? <laughs> he sounds like he's sped up. And I understand that people are listening in their headphones, but come on. It, it is misogyny, and it, it it is this weird systemic thing where they're just like, I think you hit the nail on the head, which I never really thought before, is that upspeak, it's like, all right, we don't want upspeak, and then it seems like vocal fry potentially is a rep, you know, trying to fix up speak and then that's not good either. Mm -hmm. So then what do you do? Well, there's yeah. no winning, but there usually isn't any winning. Ladies, stop being so hard on fucking women. Like, In general, yeah. not just about our voices on the podcast. I mean, I sound like a dumb fucking valley girl all no, the time. No, you don't. But that's just... That's just me, baby. <laughs> That's show, show business, business, baby. baby. That's show business, baby. And at the end of the day, it's like your work should, should you know, show yes. enough for what you're doing. Like, we can't, this is things that we can't control. You can't control how stupid your voice sounds, you know? <laughs> how stupid it sounds. <laughs> Guilty. Billy, you're Guilty. not even near your mic. Guilty. <laughs> My God. Thank you, Billy. Okay. I'm going to bring this back down to a very surface level. I love that topic. For us. On the stand today for me is paper straws Ooh. now this is not to say that i am a plastic straw gal lover no but i have a big gripe about paper straws because as a straw they really don't do their job they make your drink taste like paper mm -hmm. they start getting soggy in like one minute mm -hmm. and also the establishments that are using paper straws are usually the very expensive establishments. Like an Applebee's is not using a paper straw, but like the really fancy coffee place that I go to is. And if like I'm paying $9 for a latte, there is definitely another option for a compostable straw that's not paper. All right, let's stop that right there. $9 for a latte is not good. You could probably- It's two lattes. It's, that's two lattes potentially. <laughs> but I will, I will I mean, say this. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a milkshake fan. If I get a milkshake with a paper straw- 
It ruins the milkshake. I take the milkshake you and I usually I just dump it out right on the, on the table. <laughs> the no, I no. agree with you. And listen, we've all seen the video. We've seen the video of the poor no, sea turtle. Save the turtles for sure. With the, the straw a in its mouth. Oh, I saw no, a video. A, there's a video. Never seen that. Yeah, there's a video. Uh, and they, they got the, you know, a leatherman or something like that, a, a pliers. They're pulling out the, yes, I get it. I understand. There are so many worse things in the world. I know that's a bad thing, but there are so many worse things in the world that we can concentrate on. I think we do need to fix that somewhat. You know what? How about this? Reusable plastic straws. And not me, even, no, no, your, no. Give, not, me your, give me a plastic straw. You remember crazy straws? You guys probably don't because I'm a little bit older than you. I remember a crazy straw. Yeah. Electric, they were, they're still around. You can get them in the shape of your name. Mm. Isn't that a crazy straw? Yes. Yeah. Where you can get it like melded into like mm-hmm. Jack. No, there are also so many compostable straws out there that aren't paper. Mm-hmm. You can, maybe they're a little bit more expensive. What? But if you're, they've got wood. They've got wood? They've got wood straws. They've got like straws made out of corn. There's so many options, but it's, if I'm paying a crazy amount of money for a smoothie or a coffee or something, I feel like you could like kick it up a notch and get some kind of a compostable straw that isn't paper. Yes. It ruins the drink. I I completely agree. And I know that like people are, someone's going to write in because we were just talking about reviews and they're going to be like, oh, there's like these three people from LA talking about you know they want to have their, they want to have their lattes straw, and they want to have their straw. No, that's not what this is about. Sometimes we actually just want to enjoy something, enjoy the only thing that we could enjoy for the whole week, which might be a delicious beverage. Yes, the whole week, <laughs> just one beverage. One? Alexis, don't just I'm on a roll here. So. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I love the turtles. All right, I'll swim with the turtles. Turtle, turtle. <laughs> I wasn't even, but my thing, I wasn't, I'm not supporting a plastic straw. I don't support those at all. I'm just saying there are so many other options other than a paper straw. Jack people are just not like taking a advantage soppy of. straw. Also, you know what's really bad? The the pasta noodle straw. Because Ew, it, those the gluten like osmosis is into your beverage. <laughs> yes. It start that not only gets soggy, but it starts getting sticky. And then now you're drinking an Aperol spritz that is now heaped yes. with there, a, a yeast, penne pasta. Yeast. And then it's sticking a to your lips. And then it, it might actually stick to your lips and then you pull it off of your lips and then some skin comes off. Al dente. Boom. Yes. Al dente. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's uh, not molto bene. It's molto mul- bene. Molto pericoloso. Whoa. Yeah. Very peculiar. Precocious. Uh, dangerous. Per- precocious. Uh, well, Look at the uh, root of the word. It's Latin. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Too smart for me. Um, I mean, paper straws are guilty. 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 To can, the death chamber. Yes, we can save them other ways, everybody. Also, corporations are responsible for like 99% of all of the global warming. They're killing us. It's fine. Anyways, <laughs> up next is some True Crime Rewind. Rewind. True Crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Now it's time for True Crime Rewind. Yes, that's the type of energy. And here's what happened that I, Alexis is trying to tickle me. It's not appropriate. And listen, 
I went down a bit of a rabbit hole for some reason because I wanted to see what the safest country was. <laughs> Iceland or Greenland? No. Wait, let me think. Let me think. Estonia. No. S- uh, something small. Finland. No. Think. Norway. Oh, Greenland. Think neutral. Oh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yes. God, let's oh. move. Number one. They don't want us. It's like, let's move there. They'd be Switzerland like, nah. is also the third happiest country. How do they even judge that? Like, and also 45 homicides in a country of 8 million. Wow. But wow. then I started looking into, as you do, what homicides are there. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And there's some twisted, twisted stuff that's going on in Switzerland. Okay. Now, in 1976, there was the Seawin murder case. Now, five people were killed, and the suspect remained unknown. But then there was a statute of limitations that expired in 2006. So here's what happened. They actually found the guy who probably did it because they found his rifle in a wall. Oh. And then they couldn't charge him because, you know what? They couldn't connect him to it. And then the statute of limitations was over in 2006. So he got away. Not cool. And this is going to be, by the way, for the next one that we do, the, the next True Crime Rewind, it's going to be even more infuriating when it comes to the idea of statute of limitations and people walking around that have killed people. But do we, do we know what the history is of the statute of limitations? Like, why? I think we've, there is no, in, in our country, I can't speak for others because I've not done the research, but in our country, with murder, there is no statute on murder. There's statute on rape, rape in certain states. Uh, when Bill Cosby was initially indicted, a lot of the states changed their procedures and certain states have no statute now on sexual assault or rape allegations. It used to be seven years. It was four even before that in California. But again, state by state, it's just different. Right. But I think basically the statute is like you have to protect people from false like litigation. Otherwise, people can be like, hey, 30 years ago, homie did this. And he can't protect himself because it's it happened if they're innocent. Yeah. They can't protect themselves because, like, you can't find witnesses to talk. And you can't, uh, as far as, like, technology, you it's really hard to prove anything from 30 years ago. It's a lot. It's going to get easier and easier, everyone. So brace yourselves because it's, like, everything we do is now documented. Right. So statutes, I guess, I think will get smaller and smaller because there's going to be a lot of evidence for everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's one of the things that we actually saw, me and Alexis and I with the Golden State Killer, is that there was evidence for the sexual assaults, but they couldn't prosecute those. So what they did was they actually went and said, um, it was it was kidnapping. Well, if you moved a woman, so in mm-hmm. that particular instance, Joseph D'Angelo brought a woman outside of her home, oh. um, and I think tied her to a tree or something. Uh, but or even moving a woman to another to room. another room. Like the the attorneys were really smart. They're like, oh, it's technically kidnapping, you know, um, and te- kidnapping has no statute. But I think California now, I think it was the Cosby Bill that passed. California now has no statute, but they will not take the case unless you have evidence. But a lot of that had to do also with the Catholic church with like Mm. um, abuses in the Catholic church, being able to prosecute those. So it's coming from a lot of angles. It's super interesting. Uh, Statutes serve their purpose to protect the innocent, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's a bummer when someone does shit. No, it's awful. It's awful because yeah, there should be no time limit on justice. 
Now, there was another but case. But we have to protect our liberties. Innocent people have to be protected. Of course. And you could get dragged into litigation. Billy, we just did a show where an innocent person was dragged to trial four times mm-hmm. yeah. for a crime he didn't get committed. A crime he didn't commit. So it's like we fucking hate bad guys. We want to nail them to the wall for every charge when we can. But these things, imagine you got falsely accused. You're going to wish there were statutes and shit like that. Absolutely. So it's a two-edged sword. All right. So another Switzerland murder is the absence murders. And I'm going to go to Ap- uh, Atlas Obscura, if you ever go on that site. Uh, yes. Wait, by the way, this is such a good tool to use if you're a traveler. So I would go and meet Jared on tour all the time. And every city, in Al- you can look up Atlas Obscura, and they'll show you all the crazy shit in the city. Have I ever talked about when we tried to go hunt down the uh, serial killer in Portugal's head? Uh, no, you told me you were going to do it. You, Jack has always been an athlete. Atlas Obscura, like, proponent. Yeah, there is this serial killer. We're, like, going so off. No, it's good. Go Billy's for it. Thing. This is the point. There, It's, like, the most notorious serial killer in Portugal. I can't remember his name. But they, they beheaded him after he was killed and then they put his head in like a jar and like pickled it or whatever and they were keeping it at this like lab no it was like a room at uh like a school attached to a hospital so jared and i tried to go hunt it down when we were in lisbon oh you showed me a picture of this head you were looking for and the head looks exactly like jared it looks like jared's fucking twin and that's why we had to go find it so jared could take a picture next to this this head that was floating in a thing so we spent a whole day which we didn't have many days in portugal we wasted a whole day trying to walk around this hospital trying to find this head we never ended up finding it because apparently it's on like a traveling tour mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> it goes on tour. It's, it's, it's it's a hot commodity his name is like diego something i'm gonna figure no, but it's a redhead it looks like jared yeah i vaguely remember it now yeah it looks like jared if he like puts his lips um because i think the lips are pressed against against the glass so it looks like jared when he does like his his tongue and his, his lips. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. when he's viewing his fake Jared lips. His fake, like, lip injection lips. Anyways. Yeah, I love that. But we found that on Atlas Obscura. So if you're traveling to a random country, we went to, like, a I, doll museum. Absolutely. I found Puzzlewood there, which is a, an amazing place in England. Atlas Obscura is essential. But it's essential. In 1905, a guy named Jean or Jean Lefay drank himself to the point of delirium. That was not unusual for him. But then when he got <laughs> <Okay>. home... <laughs> He got into an argument with his pregnant wife, and then he murdered her and their two children before turning the gun on himself. Jesus. Now, he had five different types of alcohol in his bloodstream. Five five liters of wine, his drink of choice. But it was the liquor he reportedly drank the least of that winded up getting the most attention, which is absinthe. So then they started calling it absinthe and the absinthe murders. And he also actually survived the attempted suicide and he was found by police with a bullet wound to his head, but he was still conscious. So, you know what happened? They decided to ban absinthe. No. And the ban has been around for a really, really long time. So is that where absinthe got the bad rap? I think so. A little bit, yeah. I mean, absinthe is known for being, you know, with the wormwood and everything. It's known for... You but know, does, does that actually happen, or is that like an old wise Does it tale? have hallucinogenic properties, actually? Or is that... Like, what do the scientists say? The scientists say that I think original absinthe, the absinthe that you buy at the store, no. 
The it's absinthe- like when, when Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Sure. So like back in the day. I've had absinthe in Amsterdam. Is that real absinthe? Probably, probably, probably not. Probably not the stuff that that guy drank. Yeah. I want the banned shit. Did Me you too. kill anyone? I want that. I don't think so. I want everything that's illegal. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that yes. is your True Crime Rewind. Switzerland, the safest country in the world, but there's a little weird shit going on there. Absent, man. Total. Hell of a drug. Absolutely. But for now, we're going to hear about the worst things. The worst things that you, <laughs> all of you people, have done. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Okay, friends, it's time for you to be honest about who you are. And uh, you're just as bad as everyone else. Everyone else just isn't honest about it and hasn't called us yet with their little story. <laughs> Listen, also, you know, we've been getting some comments about the worst thing. Well, number one, let's tell people where to call. Yes, let's. So the number to call if you ha- are a terrible person, which I know you are, 323 <laughs> 539 Three five one six. I'll say it again. Three two three five three nine three five one six. So what I was gonna say is sometimes we get comments on the Facebook group being like, "Oh, that wasn't even like a bad thing to do." Well, if you if you've done something more fucked up and way worse than the stories that we're telling, I think that you need to call in and confess your sins to us because, in fact, I challenge you to do so. Yes, because please, if you've murdered someone, dangle the carrot. <laughs> Give me something to do. I'll be like, I really, and then I'll find you and Mm -hmm. it'll be a whole thing. It'll be a saga between us. You know what I want more than anything is I'm listening to live and die to live and die in LA right now. I want nothing more than for us to get one of those, Yeah, you know, to like get it from the ground up. Mm. Like we can take this to be our own. I guess you guys have done that. We can do that. Yeah. (laughs) We've done that, uh, but it takes years yeah but this would be a real-time thing it would be great honestly sorry listeners uh we wouldn't document this here we would do this separately and just make this we'd blow it up that being said send us all your shit for better for worse yes i want real crimes real crimes in all real right. time real let crimes me, in real time let me just say this don't do real crimes just to get on the show yeah, don't don't commit them now. But if you did it in the past, like, yeah, definitely tell us. You can't change what yeah. you've already done. You, you exactly. can make this. You can make this right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, here's our first, the firsty worsty. Okay, so my story for the worst thing I've ever done is when I was in my early twenties. To kind of start out, my friend and I were flat broke. We had, I think, like ten dollars in our bank account. And we knew this older guy who we had met through going out, and he was always known for just kind of treating for guys or girls to just pay for everybody's tab. And so, like I said, we were broke, and we were like, hey, you know, do you want to go out? And he was like, yeah. And so, long story short, we went out to the bar. He probably spent, like, hundreds of dollars on me and my friend. And we go back to my apartment, which to kind of set up the scene was – an indoor access that was carpeted, kind of looked like a hotel. Nobody had doormats or anything that would kind of really signify like this was your home. And so we were blackout drunk and we're walking. And honestly, we were so drunk. I started just like opening, like pulling on handles because I had no clue like which apartment was mine. And 
there were some people who didn't lock their doors. And so when we pulled on the door handle, a door handle opened and we walked into a stranger's apartment. And it was a guy who apparently had also been out because he was still in his going out clothes, passed out on his bed, like not even under the covers, like button down shirt, slacks. And me and my friend are drunk and we're fucking idiots. And we were like poking him, like almost like you would poke somebody with a stick, like, hey, you awake? And he had the like, he was asleep or like blackout because his eyes were open, but he was not registering. Like he did not care that we were just like poking the shit out of him being like, hey. And we even, I have a, a drunken selfie with him passed out on his bed and me like smiling so fucking creepy. And we leave and I did not realize that my friend left a note on the counter that said, hey, you left your door unlocked, call us. And she left both of our numbers. And so we finally somehow miraculously made it back to the correct apartment. And I wake up the next day and I'm like, whoa, like what a night. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, you were a asleep. The guy texted me and I went back and made out with him. And he tried to have sex with me and I said, no, sir. And so all they did was make out. So I got a text from the guy that was like, just because a door is unlocked doesn't mean it's an invitation in. And I thought, holy shit, I'm about to be evicted from my apartment. He's going to go to like the leasing office and be like, this person broke in. Um, but the best part was honestly that picture that I took blackout with the guy who was asleep because I ended up using it as a Halloween invitation party or an invitation for the party I was having. Um, and it said, and I can email it to you if you want, but it said, do you want to get spooky or be dead like this guy? And it's kind of the worst thing I've ever done, but also I feel like I got karma because this past year I came home into my apartment, which is different from the one that I lived at then, and was watching TV, smoking weed, and fell asleep on the couch did not realize I also didn't lock my apartment door. And a man came into my apartment and I woke up to him like standing in the hallway in front of the couch. And it was so scary. And luckily nothing happened. I was safe, but I felt like I got my karma because I also broke into someone's apartment unknowingly. So that's kind of the worst thing I've ever done. Have a good night guys. Bye. Oh, yeah. there are so many twists and turns to this story. I want to start at the beginning. Okay, we're going to start with the beginning. Okay, so drunkenly getting home. Been there, girl. <sighs> Haven't we all? Hey, let's try some knobs. They all look like ours, right? It is kind of a mind fuck that all of the entrances to the, all the apartments in the building at that time look the same. Yes. Yeah, I been mean, there. Not great for like a young drunk person. Something like this happened at a party of mine that I had at a similar type of apartment complex where somebody at my party this guy uh went outside to smoke a cigarette or something then came back and wanted to go to sleep but instead of coming back to my apartment he came back to my neighbor's apartment who was also a man and just decided to like pass out on his couch so this happens all the time that's not the bad part of this story (laughs) no 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 no. it's perfectly listen we all get we all 
I've been there. I bet a third of our listeners have probably accidentally gone into the wrong apartment and either passed out or like. I have not. I haven't. Billy, you're a third. Uh, you know what? I, I've seen it happen in college. Yeah, to a quote unquote friend, it was you. To a, to a friend. Asking <laughs> for a friend. Uh, that, you know, like because they've gone up to a room that they thought was their room because that was their room last year. And yeah. They go in there. Yeah, all that jazz. So we're going to go from the beginning to now what she is doing. Now you're poking a guy. Okay, so this this I love um, only because it's such a friends thing to do. They like poke ugly naked guy from across the balcony. I know you guys don't like friends. I like both friends and Seinfeld, by the way. Uh, oh my but God, don't my point is, is that he is asleep. And maybe in your drunken head, you sound like a kind, kind person. Maybe oh, that's like, hilarious is, when you're drunk. You're like, is he? But also, is he okay? I mean, he's got his shoes on. He's face down. Maybe let's see if he's okay. And then once we realize his eyes are sort of open, which means he's alive, <laughs> is like, all right. Actually, that doesn't mean he's alive. <laughs> yeah, he was alive. You can tell. Clearly, this guy was alive. Um, you didn't assault him. You just took a selfie and made sure he was okay. Which is, I mean. It's a violation, def- absolutely. Definite violation. No, you going into an apartment is a violation. That's not yours. There's, but that's an accident. But yeah. you, you up the ante and then you violated his um, his safety. But that being said, all of it was negated when your friend went back and made out with him. I know. So honestly, like he he's clearly safe with you. Who is the jealous little shit that sent the second text message. Oh, yeah. That's like, Mom. well, it obviously wasn't the guy that lived there because no, he, he got to make it. Or uh, she he said went, it was a different no, number. Yeah, you know, I mean. No, it's a lady it, or it's it's a lady friend or maybe his hookup buddy who was like, because he probably conveniently left out the fact that he made out with one of them later. Mm. I bet you it was like, hey, these two girls come in my place. And she he left that other part out that he hooked up with one of them. <laughs> and then his lady friend was like, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, that was a great story. Honestly, a great story. I mean, the fact of her using that as a picture for a party and calling him a dead guy. Honestly, (laughs) I'm going to up the ante. What I personally would have done, I would have, I would have sent printed sent invitations to people. I would have printed those out and I would have put googly eyes on his eyes and then mailed them Instead of doing like a black bar. Yes. Yeah. Googly eyes or maybe like black bar and googly eyes on top. I mean, you know, she really, honestly, should have invited him to the party. I agree. You know, absolutely. Like, send the guy an invite. Yeah. Honestly, he might have tried to be like, He's your you owe me boyfriend. some copyright, bitch. He might have tried to license that photo to you. Honestly, yeah. I would handle it similarly. I think you turned uh, lemons into lemonade, and I'm proud of you. And I would like to say, if you're listening out there, please email us this photo. We won't share it, but I need yeah. it for our own. But unless I, but we I, can, and we'll put googly eyes on it. Yeah, unless you give us, <laughs> it, right, unless you give right. us, yeah. But I will actually say this: lock your door. Lock your fucking doors, guys. Dude, I real quick. The one time someone came into my apartment, I was on the phone with my dad in my underwear. My door was unlocked in Hollywood. A guy came in, oh. walked in, and you know what he was doing? Trying to see what doors were unlocked. He was just coming in like if someone's door is unlocked, they forget it. I'll rob them. Yeah. And I fucking chased him out of my apartment and I walked, I I yelled at him down the stairs and I was like, you're trying doors, aren't you? Like he just, if you do it enough, you'll find one unlocked. And he did. Luckily I was home. Yeah. But yeah, friends lock your doors. All right. Next one. All right. So 
we're going to do another one because all of you have been screaming for more because honestly, you guys are the entertainment here. Uh, so brace yourselves. Okay. So I have been listening to the worst things that people have ever done. And I felt so bad because I needed to hear something really that I felt was worse um, before I could share. So here it is. Um, I was in high school and my cousin was a senior. I was a freshman and we live in a small town. So we had a coach slash uh, gym teacher who was pretty evil. Like she told girls that they were fat. Um, she would say things like, oh, looks like you ate a little too much pie over Thanksgiving. Maybe we should run a few extra laps. And my cousin and I were very athletic, but we both uh, just hated that she was so mean to our friends that we'd known our whole lives. So fast forward to um, our season for sports, and I'm not going to share too much about that, but uh, I hopped over to my cousin's house and noticed that she was making brownies. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I love brownies. Yay, we're going to have a little snack. And she says, no, these are special brownies. You can't have any. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, my cousin is making paw brownies. No way. But it gets better. Um she informed me that, no, these are special brownies for my coach, and they were laxative brownies. And so as she was uh, grating the X-lax into the brownie mixture, she kept asking me, is this enough? What do you think? Is this enough? And I thought, well, you know, she'll probably only eat one, so you might as well make sure that you get your bang for your buck. <laughs> so... I just encouraged her to keep putting the X-Lax into the brownie mixture. Again, 14 years old, assuming that she would only eat one brownie. The brownies get delivered to the coach the next day. We go on a road trip, and I'm in a different uh, bus. I find out later that the coach was sitting there with her brownies from her secret admirer and bragging to everyone about these great brownies and then proceeded to eat almost all of them. Uh, I never really knew what happened. I never really heard the rest of the story, but I do know that she did not come to school for at least a week. And when she did come back, she looked like one of the wrestlers on the wrestling team. She looked like she had cut about 20 pounds. So that is the worst thing that I have, I guess should say, been involved in. Um, I'm horrified to even admit this, uh, but she was not a nice person. So I hope that someone else agrees. <laughs> Thanks. Laxative brownie gal. <laughs> she could have killed her. Yes, she could have killed she, her. She might have sent her to the hospital for dehydration. Listen, I think personally, if you're using X-Lax, you're using like something over the counter Odds are low that you'll die. No. Does X-Lax even work? Over the count? You can use gasoline. Gasoline is over the counter. You can still kill somebody. Gasoline By is not it? over the counter. Gasoline is not sold at a pharmacy. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Okay, you go to CVS. You know what? Windex is over the counter. You no, give somebody no. Windex. Windex is a cleaning product. An over-the-counter pharmacy <laughs> item is not the same as supposed to a chemical for intended for something else. You can still kill somebody by liver failure with Tylenol. Yeah, no, you can definitely you yeah, can. overdose on yeah, most on yeah, most yes. things. I think that this is a completely um 
rational. Mm. Uh, One brownie is a rational assumption. Honestly, Honestly, also, it wasn't her. She was, like, sort of along for the ride. These brownies were already in being made. But you know what? Fuck that gym teacher. She sounds like she sucks. Yeah. Also, I need to go back to the fact that she's sitting on this bus bragging about how she has a secret admirer. Like, go fuck yourself. Honestly, no one cares that you have a secret admirer. Um, no one cares that you have a secret admirer. Zero people care. Also, Every, also everyone does. This should be a telltale tale. Yeah. That you should not ingest anything from a secret admirer. I would never put anything into my body that was from a secret person. You, you know what? Because <laughs> usually <laughs> there's not, no accountability. Usually there. there's they're not an admirer. They're trying to murder yeah. you. That's you, right. You, one of the things I always said was that working in newspapers. Always? Newspapers would, we would get sometimes like donuts would be sent to us. Yeah, no. Or whatever, or pizzas or whatever. And I was just like, and then people would just eat it. And I was no. like, we are the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to kill us at some point. And I'm surprised that that never happened. Well, even for Lady Gang, like, I mean, it's so nice when people like bake us cookies or something. For Jared's band, too, like people will bake them baked goods and stuff. And I'm sure they're fine. But what if they're not? Yeah, we're not okay with it. We're we're all at risk. There's a lot of fucked up people out there. Yeah. So as sweet as you are, even if it's coming from this very authentic, sincere, altruistic sort of intention, we're too scared. Yeah. I'm not I'm not eating anything from a stranger. You know what I want? An enamel pin. <laughs> that I can trust. An enamel pin or a, uh, what is it, a cross stitch? Yes. You know, like That's people nice have gift. sent us those. Like we can't ingest Nothing edible. anything. Nothing edible. Or, or a, you know what? A uh, sealed bottle of alcohol would be nice. Sealed is nice. The thing is, when so many people fucking hate you, you just can't trust it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, now we're going into personal territory. What? But me? <laughs> Wait, people hate me? I don't know. You're so... <laughs> Fuck. Am I projecting? A little bit. Okay. Well, we're going to move right on in, I think, to... Ooh, to the Costanza stanza. To the Costanza stanza. It is a time. It take is us, the time. Take us to the end, Alexis. Today's Costanza stanza is called, Kramer made me pose on velvet. Honestly, next time we should get bongos. One of you. Ooh, Anyways, I'm going to keep going. Okay. A fainting couch. Red. I pose my body like a snake. My face is filled with dread. My chest hair glistening with might. A shiny bald head reflecting the light. With every click of the shutter, I hate myself more. Imagining the pictures, I want to be dead on the floor. The velvet couch I'm posing on is itchy and hot. I'm desirable. I'm sexy. Just kidding. I'm not. I asked Kramer to paint me like one of his French girls. A request that he declined. But he'd shoot me with his camera, he said, if I stayed in line. Kramer made me pose on velvet, and I've never looked worse. Kramer made me pose on velvet. It's not sexy. It's perverse. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and then end it right there. Fantastic. Bye. Done. Done.